This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. He did it again, and he was gracious enough to tell us about it, even though he's in the middle of an elk hunting vacation. John Hoyer is the three-time National Walleye Tour champ. He's won the last two in a row, and this year he also is the Angler of the Year. I'm telling you right now, this is one of the great conversations I've had on this show. You will enjoy it. John Hoyer from the foothills of Montana joins us next. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country I'm Kevin Cochran and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country Hey, today we're checking in with John Hoyer. I know it's like two weeks in a row, but the last time we talked to him, we were previewing the national championship. And this time, when we talked to John, we are talking to the three-time national walleye tour champion, second year in a row, and the angler of the year. So, a lot of congratulations, John. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin. Wow. It's, it's uh, crazy. I mean, think about it. Yeah, I think I'll go out and I'll win a national walleye tour for a third time, second in a row. I'll take home Angler of the Year. I'll bring home a couple of boats, and then I'm going to go elk hunting. I mean, what kind, What an incredible life you're living, John. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and I was aware before the uh, Angler of the Year and the back-to-back championship win of how incredible my life is. But uh, the funniest part is how we're in camp. We've been joking about it, and I guess in hindsight, manifesting. You know, the first time anyone's ever won two boats in a walleye tour tournament. So when it happened, I was literally blown away. <laughs> but leading up to it, it was like, you know, no matter what happens, I'm leaving to go elk hunting for three weeks. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> well, it happened. Uh, and, you know, it's not like you had a slacker boat to begin with. I mean, uh, you know, so you probably got like three really nice boats right now. I do, and two of them are for sale. So, um, well, yeah, the, my tournament boat from this year is already sold to a friend of mine, and uh, I joked with them. I said, you know, if you weren't such a lifetime friend, I'd probably have to throw an extra thousand dollars on the price because it's certified lucky now. <laughs> but since you don't fish tournaments, I'm not going to nick you for the extra thousand dollars. No, that's very nice of you, John. Very nice. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you you went in uh, as the defending champion. You went in as the number one guy uh, in the Angler of the Year race, and then you came out uh, still champion and uh, still number one in Angler of the Year. So all in all, a pretty darn good three days for you. Oh, my gosh. It was so surreal the way it happened and, you know, accomplished the goal day one. You know, we were talking about 25 pounds to stay in the hunt, and that just happened to turn into 30 pounds because – my co-angler caught a, you know, an eight, eight and a half pounder on a champ swimmer. My first fish of the morning was a seven pounder, um, you know, to go with some five pounders basically. And then, you know, so right there in contention, there was like six 30 pound bags, but 
it's a three-day tournament. And then day two was when it got really interesting. And my travel partner, Dustin Mankiw, I know you've had on the show, Walker, mm-hmm. Minnesota, native. He found a spot the last day of practice, and that's where he had his weight from day one. And that's where I caught two of my fish at the end of day two before I finished the day. So we had talked, and where I was fishing in that area and where he was fishing was two completely different things. But the map that I had was there is literally like a 100 big walleyes in this bay. It took me 30 minutes to catch the two, you know, wayfish I did on day one. So I was like, I'll give you till 11 a.m., and I'm willing to bet money that you're going to be done in like a couple hours. Well, so I didn't have a fish on day two till like 10.30, 10.45. I'm like, well, it's probably time to go in there. And an hour and a half later, I literally turned to my co-angler, and I, I was like, I have no idea what just happened. We haven't caught a fish for 15 minutes, and we have like 36 or 7 pounds in the live well. And including an 11-pound, 7-ounce walleye, which, to be a complete realist, could be the biggest walleye swimming in Devil's Lake in early September. We caught it. Wow. So, yeah, so many things in my life I can't describe the good fortune and everything. And day two was just that. Um, I guess without going into all the details, if your listeners wanted to read my Instagram or Facebook post, my last one, it really describes the emotions that I was going through. Um, remembering my mom who had passed away in, in, in 2020 and how she was in Wisconsin seven hours away in 2019 when I won on Devil's Lake. And they just decided to not make the seven or eight hour drive to watch the final day of the weigh-in when I won. So, um, I, I just have emotion when I fished Devil's Lake because I thought how happy and how cool that would have been if she could have watched that weigh-in in 2019. So mm-hmm. uh, I had all that going through my head, you know, after the work was done on day two, and it was just this flush of emotion. It was amazing. Wow. Um, and then uh, and then day three. Yeah, day three, you know, I had already mathematically clinched AOI. So everything else was a bonus, but, of course, I had the best chance, a three-and-a-half-pound lead at winning the tournament. Well, it was the first day. I mean, maybe we had a north wind in practice once, but it was a north wind. There was a bunch of smoke that rolled in, so it was overcast. And, you know, the secret Dustin Mankey spot was, you know, shallow bay, basically. And it was sunny, and those fish would pop up, and they would be friendly. So... Overcast with a north wind at 15 miles an hour was a completely different set of conditions. And when I made it in there probably around 9.30 or 10 a.m., you know, I quickly realized, like, whoa, where did these fish go? Are they laying on the bottom? Are they buried in the weeds? What's going on here? There was barely any fish. And I saw Dustin Mankey leaving, um, like, in scramble mode. I'm like, that's not good. So basically, long story short, there was one very key fish catch. It was like a 27-incher. Um, I casted that at like nine times and finally got my lure in front of it and it bit. But, you know, we didn't catch many fish. Um, I luckily didn't throw back. I really only threw back like a quarter pound um, throughout the day. But, you know, I knew I had low 20-pound bag, 23 pounds, and I was like, well, oh, like like anyone's going to feel sorry for you. You clinched AOI and you're probably taking second in the championship. And I was just completely fine with it for literally like the last three hours of the day. Um, then I got in and I saw 
I had seen Isaac still fishing, you know, till the last minute. And I was like, well, that's a good sign. He didn't weigh in early with another 30-pound bag. And I went, finally was standing next to him in the bump tank, and we were looking at his basket, my basket, and he's like, man, you're really going to make this interesting, huh? <laughs> and then he looked at my bigger ones. He's like, dude, congratulations. And I'm like, why? What do you have? And all his fish were kind of the same size, you know. And um, sure enough, we both ended up weighing basically 23 pounds the final day, and that day two magical bag is what, won me the tournament oh wow what a story and uh, what a great what a great run for you i mean you know uh last week i was talking to jeff gustafson who is you know top of the heap in the world of uh of uh, bass fishing and now i'm talking to the guy who's top of the heap in the world walleye fishing but think about it john three championships two in a row angler of the year um you're like the elite of the elite uh-huh. Yeah, that feels weird hearing it, and, uh, you know, I've had a number of people comment, stuff like that, and it, I honestly, I can't, I can't bring myself to thinking that because I know how hard it is to win a tournament, and yes, I've gotten more pointed and faster in practice and refined and everything, but, like, that's a steady thing over the last, you know, five years, say. And, you know, knowing how hard it is to win, I just can't bring myself to thinking, oh, that's because you outfished those guys and this and that. It's like I look at each key fish catch. I'm just, in my mind, I'm such a realist of everything that's going on where it's like, what if I didn't go in there on day two or day one to finish the day? What if I didn't roll into that spot just to check and my coing there caught a, an eight and a half pounder? What if this, you know? So there's like so many intangibles that, um, with my Christian upbringing, my dad being a Lutheran pastor, it's so easy for me to just look and realize that these are all just like continued gifts from God for myself. And for to shine a light on myself or the accomplishments I've been fortunate to have is truly impossible for me. Um, the only thing I can really gain out of it or grasp over it personally is like how important um, – or what my responsibility is to set an example for an upcoming angler, to answer his questions on Instagram, to promote the sport of walleye fishing, because I was a co-angler and I fished a lot. And this is what can happen if you just dedicate all your thoughts and the majority of your time to fishing. Like this is a real working example of what can happen. So if that's what I can bring to the walleye world, it gives me goosebumps to think that. But as far as, yeah, whatever, upper level elite it's there's just so much more to it than that well and and you're i I think you're absolutely right but i also think that if you take a look at the people who who are thriving you know people who have won three super bowls or people who have done this or that that's the mindset they have they 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 do not rest on their laurels and they do not think they're special they know they got to keep working and that's that's basically what you do yeah for sure and you know, it's it's cool to look at your upbringing and how parenting was when I was adolescent or a teen and how I mowed the church's grass when I was 12, then baked groceries, and, like, you just develop this work ethic. All my close friends that are my same, same age, like, we all have that work ethic. So that part is just natural, but if you weren't brought up like that or if you don't have the work ethic, you're not going to succeed in tournament fishing. So to your point, that's just natural behavior. Sun up to sundown fishing in practice, um, fun fishing whenever I have time, 
you know, constantly fishing. And, you know, nowadays with the electronics, it takes so much practice. It's like, it's like practicing golf. You have to stay practiced. There's a lot of hand-eye coordination in forward-facing sonar. There is a constant learning curve and um, just being practiced with reading side side imaging. Um, so all that stuff, you know, as I look throughout the year, the you know four, five, five months, six months fishing season, I'm on the water a ton, and I know that is a key advantage I have, you know, over competition that has. Uh, an additional full-time job or a family with kids. It's just, again, the, the mathematics of it all. Um, I'm fortunate to have the schedule I do and that puts me in a position to excel. So yes, do I have a better chance of doing well than people with a busier schedule? For sure. I do know that. Um, I, I loved uh, reading your post, by the way, and I would recommend anybody going to, to Hoyer Fishing on Facebook and reading reading the story. Let's go to the end uh, where you talk about your your the way you start each day. And full disclosure, as a Christian, I loved it. So uh, I'll let you tell that. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, man, it's gonna be tough for me to tell you the whole story. But we at my mom's funeral in 2020. You know, it was an amazing service with all our family there. And the last song was um, In Christ Alone. And we were all in the front row, and I think we got out, maybe some of us got out three words, and, you know, basically none of us could could sing the verse. So uh, I found a version that's, like, unbelievable. The words of the hymn are just amazing. They really are uh, a guideline for life, like, to be anxious going into a tournament, there's no need for that. To be anxious going into a test, to be nervous about a job, anything. Like, it's truly um, the words describe about how, you know, it's literally in Christ's hands. It's in Christ alone that we, you know, go through life. So uh, there's this one version I found from a group called Zoe Group, and they're an a cappella group. And I literally blare that thing. And it makes me cry every time I listen to it, but... Um, I listened to it before a few tournaments in 2020 and 2021, remembering my mom. But last year at the championship at Erie, I listened to that because I was driving in by myself, and it's kind of a personal reflection time. But I listened to it each day on my way to the launch at Erie, and it really put me in such a cool mindset. So um, this year I did the same thing for every tournament. And it's just really a cool reminder that, you know, regardless of what I found in practice, changing conditions in the tournament, um, what's going to happen is going to happen. I'm going to stay pointed and make decisions, but it's truly God's plan for what ends up happening, you know, after the final day weigh-in. So, yeah, really an emotional song for myself, and it brings back a ton of memories. Mm. Wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, I do appreciate that, um, and I, I know a ton of our listeners will, too. We are privileged to have John Hoyer, the three-time champion of the National Walleye Tour and the current Angler of the Year. Today, we'll wrap it up with John next on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Get away and experience Bemidji's great outdoors. Discover the first city on the Mississippi with the whole family and enjoy unique lodging, encouraging hospitality, and great adventures in a pristine Northwoods setting. With over 400 lakes for fishing, more than 160 miles of bike trail, and amazing campsites, Bemidji is a unique destination to create lasting memories. Go to visitbemidji.com. Bemidji, 
Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Missile Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoor. We are talking to the National Walleye Tour champion and Angler of the Year, John Hoyer, who currently is not fishing because you're elk hunting. Where are you elk hunting? Uh, I'm in kind of central Montana. You know, they're just basically foothills, 1,000 foot, 1,500 foot hills. And um, I'm with my friends from the Montana Hunt Company, and then my also uh, my friends from the Crush TV. So I think there's four camera guys right now. There's four of us hunting, and this was my second morning. And again, you know, we're on bugling bulls, and they're not quite ripping yet. You know, they're mm-hmm. it's not like completely breeding season, but there's a lot of bulls around, and it's really cool. It's in this river valley. Um, where a lot of them are betting and stuff around the egg field. So we haven't, nobody's killed one yet, but I just love the anticipation, the excitement of it. I know how close you get and, you know, we haven't even got close yet, but it's going to happen here in the next, you know, five, six, seven days. And I'm just, yeah, life is good. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing you're hunting with a bunch of pals. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Dwayne Jelm is actually out here too. So he has a elk tag in Montana and, um, right now, he's just kind of walking along with me, and, you know, if I tag out or whatever, because I have to go to Latvia for that World Predator Tour again, oh. um, like the 1st of October, so it's three weeks, but I'm on a schedule where he can hunt when it's really going to be for Shirley Prime, like the end of September, so he has all those days open, so we're just kind of hanging out and enjoying each uh, each other's company and hiking around the mountains together. Nice. Oh, so, you, you know, I, so I guess you're going to be on the show again in about a month or so then. <laughs> well, i got to shoot one. Otherwise, you know, I'll just be the camp cook showing up in the background. But <laughs> Well, not just with that, but, uh, you know, after the Latvian tour. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what? What? Uh, just a quick preview. Um, what fish would you be going for in Latvia? I'm assuming... They have similar fish to what we have in their freshwater? Yeah, so they basically score the three uh, highest predators in the system. And just like last year when we were in the Czech Republic, it'll be uh, perch, Xander, and pike. Okay. So, um, yes, Xander are similar. I thought since they're so much bigger, they'd be a lot more aggressive, but they are not as aggressive as walleyes. Um, It was almost like spring river fishing last year and you know i was trying to use high action baits to make them bite and in reality they wanted things like sitting still on the bottom which is why the europeans completely taught us a lesson (laughs) and and the funny part is the reality of the guys who blew it out um they caught like hundreds of perch each day so we're definitely going to focus on perch i've you know have never even targeted perch in open water but um we're going to definitely try to hone our skills with a perch this year because those are the that's the numbers game if you want to win. Okay. All right. Well, that that wow, that's another really cool thing you get to do, right? Yeah, we can catch up after that if you want to. Oh, you know I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Anything else, John? Before we wrap it up? No, I have nothing else to say about this season. It was uh, again a complete gift from God, and looking back, it was like wow. That would almost seem impossible if I would have thought about it before. You know, winning the championship, sure. Winning England of the Year, sure. But, um, like, three other top five finishes, that's just not usually the way I fish. Usually I'm kind of boom or bust. But 
you know, it was funny joking with friends like, oh, yeah, well, I'll try for Angler of the Year this year because they're giving away a Ranger boat finally. <laughs> and then it happens, and I, it, it just seems ridiculous. <laughs> well, and, and from my perspective as, as a guy who uh, interviews a lot of these people to have you uh, and Dusty and Will, the Rook, uh, finish in the top five at the national championship, uh, I'm just thrilled. I, uh, three great guys that I love having on the show, and, and so it's from from us, uh, my perspective in Bemidji, it was pretty cool. Nice, I bet. Yeah. Well, listen, John, it was great to have you on the show. He is among the most elite walleye anglers in the world right now, three-time National Walleye Tour champion, two in a row, this year's Angler of the Year. More importantly, he's just an elite guy all around. John Hoyer on the show today. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Thrilled that John won for a third time and is the Angler of the Year. But I do have mixed emotions because prior to the tournament, as you heard, I talked to a couple of other regulars on the show, a couple of other members of the League of Extraordinary Anglers, Will Pappenfuss, the rookie, and Dusty Minky, and really love those guys too and would have been just as thrilled had they won. But I thought it was pretty darn awesome that uh, the three guys we had on the show finished top five in the national championship with, of course, John winning it all, Dusty taking third, and Will taking fifth. So congratulations to those three members of the League of Extraordinary Anglers. Great work, gentlemen. And I'm sure if you're not going to win it all, losing to a guy like John, that's not the worst thing in the world that could happen. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Michelle, Bob Bob. Country, country.